Today in Canadian History for February the 4th, I'm Joe Barima. On this day back in 1970, the Aero oil tanker ran aground on the eastern coast of Nova Scotia. Battered by gale-force winds, the tanker began to leak oil for days, finally splitting in two. All told, as much as 10,000 tons of fuel ultimately coated the shoreline and the water's surface. The spill had a massive impact on fish and wildlife in the area, the effects remaining for years afterwards. Richard McMichael is the coordinator of visitor services and interpretive programming at the Maritime Museum of the Atlantic located in Halifax. I reached him there. Yeah, well, Arrow's important in Canadian history because it's it's one of those events that at the time is of significant interest and importance, but it's one of those things because it's an environmental date in history. The the long-lasting repercussions of something like this are, are really going to be, you know, played out years and years down the road because the sinking of Arrow on February 4th, 1970 is one of Atlantic Canada's first environmental disasters because it's an oil tanker. <laughs> She's on her way to uh, Port Hawkesbury, uh, on her way up to Port Tupper from Aruba, and she's got 10 million liters of Bunker Sea crude oil on board. And Point Tupper is, is one of those little coastal communities in Nova Scotia, right about where mainland Nova Scotia stops and Cape Breton Island begins. So it's right around where the causeway is. And the largest community in that part of Shetabucto Bay is the town of Canso, uh, which at that time had as its main uh, mainstay, the fishing industry. The local fishing industry is very important there, a big fish plant and the whole routine. And she's coming into Shetabakdo Bay, um, as in all great shipwreck stories, Mother Nature's involved. In this case, uh, there's a gale force winds, pretty severe weather. And tied into that is a local celebrity rock formation. Now, a lot of big harbor, harbors have these things. Well, in Shetabakdo Bay, the local celebrity rock formation is called Cerberus Rock. And for all of your listeners out there who are fans of mythology, they're going to know who Cerberus is. He's the, the three-headed dog that guards the gates to hell. Well, anyways, everyone knows it's there. And unfortunately, in this case, the, um, the weather system... Uh, and Cerberus Rock, with its ship magnet, managed to combine. And Arrow goes up on Cerberus Rock, and it basically it sticks there. And as the weather continues to beat against the ship, it continues to sort of break apart a little bit at a time, and oil starts gushing out of the, the tanker. Uh, Imperial Oil... Uh, who has um, chartered the vessel, issues an oil spill alert. The crew are evacuated. There's no loss of life. But the next day, there's a, a one-mile-long oil slick forming on the surface. And finally, eight, four days after the ship grounds, on the 8th of February, 1970, the ship splits in two. The stern sinks in deeper water. The bow stays on the surface. And all told, there's 10,330 uh, tons of Bunker Sea crude oil spilled into the waters of Shetabakdo Bay. This is 1970. No one's even written, or no one's even thought about writing a book called Oil Spill for Dummies. And no one really knows what to do in this situation. But what we know is there's a 75 miles of shoreline with about a one-mile radius of oil coming out from it. Um, 
the fisheries involved, um, wildlife on the shorebirds, of course, and any other marine mammals are involved. Uh, Irving uh, Imperial Oil rather takes up the, uh, the the daunting task of looking after the cleanup. And it, it's a lot of it's just guesswork. So they go in. Uh, the shore cleanup is a long and difficult process, as you could imagine. Uh, in our exhibit, we have uh, photographs of some of the work that's being done. And there's this one just absolutely horrifying image of, a, I'm not even sure if it's a cormorant or a gull, um, but it's a seabird which is so caked with oil that you can't really tell what it is. And um, images of uh, the spills in Alaska for, say, something like the Exxon Valdez, which is a, an oil spill a lot more people will be familiar with than the spill of Aero, they're very similar. Uh, you've got a bunch of people doing what they can to contain a terrible, terrible situation. So a barge is uh, eventually sent up called the Irving Whale, and the remaining oil on board is transferred onto the Irving Whale, um, and, uh, and the, the bow section uh, that's still afloat of the arrow is towed away from the scene. Of course, the stern, the stern there is sunk and still a very popular spot for recreational divers today. As always, today is a day full of Canadian history. The Durham Report was officially presented on this day back in 1839 by Lord Durham. The report recommended that Upper and Lower Canada be united as one province. Electricity first came to British Columbia on this day back in 1882. The lights were flicked on at the Moodyville Sawmill, becoming the first powered electric lights on the Pacific coast north of San Francisco. Corrine Wilson, Canada's first woman senator, was born on this day back in 1885 in Montreal. And as always, on this day, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. The executive producers are Joe Barima and Mark Affeld.